We are rolling. All right. I think it's my go to go first. It is. This time. So, it's Friday night. So let's keep it short. Sweet <laughs> yep. and short. Yeah. Um, so, to be honest with you, it just seems a very long time ago and I don't quite remember how my day went. But I did make a few notes, so I'm just looking back at those. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> yeah. So, it's when, were you Wednesday morning or afternoon this week? Morning. So, I think I did, I started here and then I ended up. That's right. It was just too much disruption, so I ended up going off to when, a cafe. Oh, you went to a cafe? Yeah, I went to Starbucks. Did you? It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Faithful. Yeah, yeah. Not so undercover Were Starbucks there fan. People in masks there? Um, it seems like most of the time when people are actually sitting down at a cafe to eat or drink, they take their masks off. Sure, okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like it's drinking the coffee or Yeah. <laughs> it's like, take it off, sip it up. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. No, but then everyone else walking around. Did they distance outside, out Because I find yeah, sometimes Yeah, the, the tables were distanced. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Um, so I continued on with my Muse storytelling course. Okay. And I'm just loving it so, so much. Like, I cannot recommend enough Muse storytelling courses. Like, okay, interesting. Yeah, they're just so good and they're so practical. And I'm loving having a project to work on at the same time. Yeah, interesting. So you find this a direct, okay, I'll change how I do this part. Yeah. No, so it's really good. And then I did some more pre-production work on the video. Okay. But I realized at the end of my session that I'm doing basically an extra interview with someone called Shelly, our yeah. sister-in-law, yeah. who was a client, well, her daughter Evelyn, so our niece Evelyn, was a client with Graham the when practice, yeah. yeah, the practice when she was a newborn. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that would be brilliant to have someone actually tell their story mm. of their experience with Graham. And so I lined up the interview. I've done all the pre-production work on the questions and everything. And then it kind of hit me at the end of a, my work day that we live in New Zealand. Graham has a South African accent, albeit British, a British South, South African accent. So does Shelley. Mm -hmm. So will that marginalize him? Watch it for people watching a video with a guy who has a Kiwi accent and one of his clients also, I mean, not a Kiwi accent, sorry, a South African accent. One of his clients also has a South African accent. Will they think, ah, uh, he probably mainly caters towards South Africans. I should probably keep looking for someone else. Mm, okay. So I ended up talking to a bunch of my mum friends. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it does seem like, not that people were being judgmental, but just the natural way your thought goes is like, ah, oh, you know, like they notice it and not it doesn't necessarily mean anything to them or... Like, for instance, the one mum, she grew up in the North Shore where there's a lot of South Africans who live there and they kind of congregate and don't really, haven't really assimilated into the Kiwi culture and society. Sure. And so for her, if she were to watch it, and there'd be heaps of people like this, they would go, ah, oh, he's probably just 
mainly catering to South Africans. Like, sure. um, I'll just, cool, that's awesome. I'll just keep looking for someone else type of thing. Okay. So I might have to find someone else to be the interviewee. Have you made a decision? No, that? I haven't. <laughs> okay. How do you make that decision? Um, well, I think through talking to people, like what I have. Talk to more people. And I need to talk to Graham about it as well. Okay. No, I think I've talked to him enough. I talked to about four mums and I think the general erring is to not have two South African voices in the videos. So I probably will make the call to find someone else. Okay. Um, how will you find someone else? Well, through Graham. He'll have to provide someone else. That was one of his clients. He, his PA will probably just have to contact a few and go, hey, would you be willing to be a... Sure. So I need to see whether Graham would be willing to do that. He might not want to okay. bother his clients or ex-clients, yeah, patients, sure. I mean. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that was a little bit of a... Fascinating. ...break on things. Okay. And then I don't... Well, you, haven't, you haven't yet talked to... Sheryl, no, I haven't. Like, interviewed, so it's not as though you No, have... the interview is booked in for next Wednesday. Sure. So I'll need to do some... Yeah, make a move on it before then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the last bit I did, I didn't really get into it, but I've had this strange stirring inside, just like starting to think about behind the game again. Oh, yeah? I wanted to think about it on cool. that day. I um, Before my work day, I had a strength finder coaching session. Yeah. That and that right, just yeah. really... Um, I don't know, just ignited something inside for me to want to think about the behind the game thing again. And I, I didn't really, it's almost like, have you ever experienced it where you, there's something stirring, it's, you're like, it's got the tip of your tongue mm-hmm. that there's this idea or whatever, but you just can't get there. That's how I felt on that day. And I just couldn't really get anywhere with it. But um, hmm. yeah, I think the more I'm thinking about it, I do probably want to, split my stuff between a YouTube channel and like shorter Instagram posts. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Even if it's like a video version of a Humans of New York type thing. So it could uh, yep. be like a, a 30 seconds clip okay. of, of the stories. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you're starting, when you say on the tip of your tongue, you mean on the tip of your tongue, like articulating what the whole thing is. Like saying it is a, Instagram thing of 30 second clips and long form. Like, is that the what you mean by it's on the ticket? No, it's what, not what, do you mean what by it that? is. I don't know. This is, I probably shouldn't have brought it up even, but it's a. I don't know how to describe it. It's the stirring inside. It's like there's some sort of idea or breakthrough that I. Hmm. That is close. Sure. But I can't. Yeah, I don't know what that is yet. What do you do with that? Well, I spent a bit of time. Um, you know, thinking, looking at some other YouTube channels and that type of thing. Um, and you're looking for inspiration? Yeah. Okay. And what other people do. I'm not just not very familiar with the whole YouTube channel thing. Okay. I did not realize that most people, they just have a really simple, like it's not high pro- video production value at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, so for what I'm wanting to do, it is quite different and people that have seemed to have done the high video production value they don't post very often at all so huh. then if you're wanting to create you know like actually build a bit of a community around you 
that's where maybe some shorter posts like on Instagram or whatever yeah. come in. Do, do those videos that they don't post often, do they have a lot of people liking or view counts? There were a couple of channels that did, yeah. And then others that didn't. Like that's interesting. Only in the hundreds, like high hundreds, but yeah, hundreds. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Because I guess one of, the lot, one of the things to test is if you, it's a hypothesis, do, if you post less videos, does that mean less views? Yes, it did seem to mean that way, which is then makes you go, how do I then build the viewership or the community around that around you that is committed to your staff, but they're at least getting fed something more regularly. And that's where I went to the Instagram Interesting. Thing. So you have a few things that drop on YouTube. And like those ones that aren't much, are we talking like once a month? Or once every two months? Um, they were, Some were doing like once every... Yeah, two or three months. Oh, wow. Okay. And I just cool. don't think that's... Yeah. So, yeah, you would have to... It's going to be so interesting you figuring... Like, finding this out and becoming, like you say, familiar with, like, the, the, the channel, the, the YouTube. Mm. Anyway, so I'm just thinking out loud. But, yeah, that oh, was me. Cool. So, it was that was all... That was just the hazy part sure. of my day and week. And... Final question. Yeah. So, going into next week, do you start to have a chunk of time that you dedicate to behind the game? No, probably not yet because I'm getting closer to the actual filming date Production, of yeah. Graham's video. Okay. Sure. And I need to figure out now someone else to yep. talk to okay. rather than Shelley. Okay. So, yeah. Right. Maybe I might give like half an hour to it or something, but yeah. Interesting. Mm. Okay, cool. Yotun, um, you've had a very exciting week. <laughs> it's been a big week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, last podcast, mm. I think I got to the point where I'm like, I need a co-founder. Mm. I need someone to be able to help build the product. Or I need a way to help build the product. Like code. Yeah. Um, because we don't have the money to pay a coder. And we don't have the skills to code it ourselves. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> and at the time I was like, I have no idea how to solve that. But I have to solve that. Mm -hmm. Which is a real interesting like. And from what I've experienced so far around founding. That's a common thing. To just have a thing that you know is important. You have to solve it and you have no idea how. You just, you just gonna, I'm just going to figure it out somehow. Like, not even knowing where to start. Like, I didn't, like, literally, it was like, I don't even know where to start. It requires so much hope and trust, eh? Yeah, it's like... Like, just keep moving forward. Or it definitely requires just doing something. And yeah. that something might just be randomly talking to anyone who's, say, a founder and going how do you do it like mm -hmm. i so yeah like i have started to in my conversations with founders which i happen to having every week i start to kind of ask them the line of questions around how do they actually build their product and mm. how do they find developers so that's been super helpful having that what but, kinds of things have been helpful well um so i asked them like so it depends on the scenario so different founders are different. Often the people that I talk to are actually developers. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the ones that aren't, so one of them, for example, he, um, and I think that had happened last Friday, uh, last Friday, he'd used this this online, this website called cofounders.com or cofounderslabs.com. And, um, and I went on that that day and I created a profile and I searched through the thousands of people there and I searched for Swift. Uh, people that said they had skills and Swift coding, code and Swift, and then I fired emails out, and, okay. and I did that again this week, 
And I'm basically just reaching out to people. So yeah. just like... And you've had someone come back to you. Yeah. Fernando. Yeah, so let's just talk to... The guy, yeah, he's gone. He's really cool. Okay, let's let's just go through the course of events. It's been quite a dramatic It's sort of crazy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go chronologically. So that was Friday. Then there was Saturday. So I'm sitting out here with some neighbors and randomly one of them says, oh, I know a developer in Wellington. You should get in touch with her. She's cool. So I was like, okay, let her know if uh, that I'm doing this and if she's keen, we can chat. Mm-hmm. And so he texted her and she was keen. So I was like, okay. During that chat, I randomly get this text. <laughs> this is the chat now outside with our group of neighbors, right? Yeah, just having, yeah. having a beer. During that chat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then randomly, I get a text from a friend who says, hey, um, I've been thinking, would you be keen on co-founding? <laughs> so it's like... Instantly from Just like, timing, I have no, eh? so let's just think, <laughs> like walk that through. I had no idea what to do. Um, I, I guess fired out some invites on that, that platform, but then randomly now there's two options, um, off the bat. And, and then actually, I think later that day, one of the guys actually from my invites got back to me as well. So all of a sudden I've got three people. So two developers and another guy who's technical. Mm. So he's coded before, uh, his interest is more in leading technical teams, but um, he's technical. So now I'm like, okay, cool. And he's already started two companies. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he's good. He's good. He's an entrepreneur. And, yeah. um, so yeah, so that's Friday. That's Saturday. Tuesday night, I'd had my first, I had my first conversation with one of the developers. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesday morning, I had my second. Mm-hmm. And then now today, Friday, I had uh, mm-hmm. my chat with this, this mate of mine. So hang on, where does Fernando come in? So he was on Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday, okay. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so he's a guy in Mexico. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just, it was really fun. I, I, there was this little moment when I was on the call, just before the call with him. So he was the guy from this platform. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have no idea who this person is. It hasn't come a link through a friend. Should I even be sharing this idea? Yeah. Um, but I made this call, and it's kind of like the call that I want to make. I was like, I... Yes, there's a risk that someone like steals your idea and goes and makes millions, whatever. I was Mm. like, I think the reality is though, ideas aren't all that interesting. Many people can have ideas, but to actually make them into an actual product, that's the hard part. There's a big difference between having an idea and building a company. Actually, a lot of, I've talked about like a million dollar ideas. Like it's, it's, it's a lot to kind of figure out how to build a company. That said, it's still a risk, you mm-hmm. could say. But so I'm you kind decided of like, you are going to share? I did, yeah. And I'm kind of on, like my, my decision at the time was I'd rather be someone who's open and sharing and generous with my thoughts and ideas mm. than risky. Than um, skeptical. Than skeptical or and that like, and yeah, then whatever the opposite was. <laughs> like yeah. not, not share stuff. Like, talk, like some founders create um, these non-disclosure agreements which is like a page of legal jargon and then it basically says don't steal my idea oh, yeah. or else i'll sue you yeah um so i was like we wouldn't I'd... have money to sue anyone anyway <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably that as well uh but yeah part of me is like yeah i yeah i'm just gonna do that i but... really love that as a posture to life you know like just actually yeah. going out to rather trust folks and be generous and yeah yeah. He ended up thanking me afterwards. Like it was really interesting. Oh, really? So thank you. Thank he goes, thanks for trusting me with the idea. He 
But it's funny. Thanks like, for what? Trusting me with the idea. Okay. So I'm talking fast. You're super excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he he was this guy, though, that just instantly, you kind of just trust him. Like, he, mm. I don't know what it was about him, but he was just this great guy. And, it, like, Swift, he, developed, he coded in Swift. It was amazing having the sense of, wow, yeah, there is, like, you could actually find someone that could be this person that could co-found. So, so that's... But the, there, that, could, there could be someone out there, yeah. Exactly. Because so, I guess with our mate, yeah. Brooke, he wouldn't have the skills to be able to build it himself. So then we're okay. still set with this, I like, the challenge of, well, how do we get it built? Yeah, so I had a chat to him today about yeah. that. And basically, so, so it's kind of a bit funny, this stage where you're like... Um, I'm trying to figure out a plan, a plan that can work. And also, you're also thinking about the person. Uh, and like with him, he's like amazing dude and yeah. like ticks all the boxes on that front. And then you're also thinking about like, what's the plan to get the thing to to market? Mm-hmm. So in, in this case, it would be going, having a, a bunch of, um, basically paying some development, but, but being very strategic about like what you get a developer to do and, mm-hmm. and thinking very much in terms of stages. So for example, you you just build the product to the point that it can be used. I'm just going to put the microphone closer to you. Yeah. You've moved further away. Oh, yeah. um, so you just move, uh, get the, the um, product to a point that people can use it mm-hmm. and you invest that kind of development effort to that point and then you try and sell it. Because mm-hmm. the big thing to remember with building a company is not just about building like coding mm. it's about selling mm. um when you code things it doesn't mean that people just appear out of nowhere and buy it and and that whole side of the business is almost just as hard some could say it's harder and brooke has expertise in that yeah he, he, he knows how to sell um this is the thing like any given particular person has a whole range of different mm. expertise so you kind of like you're considering all that as well so it's actually very complex decision so you've got all that in the back of your mind would you go three ways well that's that's a potential um option as well um i mean there's lots of options there's that or even someone like this who knows however like what i'm finding helpful is just stepping through the process and just being open about talking through how things could work and basically just trying to solve the challenge of like what is a plan mm. to bring this thing to market with this person. So that's how I'm thinking about it. I'm like, so I've got these options and each of them would be kind of a different, slightly different plan. Mm. Um, and I've just got to think through with them um, how we could actually make this work in terms of practically bring this product to market. So with Fernando, he's like able to give some time, but he's constrained on his full-time job for a bit. So that's constraints on the other side. So it's kind of thinking, okay, so how could you... One, you've got development right there um, in the core team, but then also it's like constrained in terms he of... He was constrained for the next three years, right? So yep. say... Because he's got shares in the company time, and he's... you need to expand out and really start scaling. Yeah. You won't be able to do it with him because he won't have the time. Or we'd have to think of a plan there. And that would yep. be potentially, well, could you get someone else to then yep. 
pick up the load of coming and use some of the revenue yeah. and push it that way. So each, each up, like there's, there's just different ideas and I'm just trying to sit with it, take it all in and just kind of And I mean, the reality not rush is the, the future, future, the way that you imagine it changes. And like the what only, like you can imagine, you can try and make a decision based on what the future will be like. Yeah. But that future does not exist. And the only thing that exists is the present moment and the past. So anything can happen, you know, in today, tomorrow, next month, next year. Maybe the scenario looks completely different in a year from now. And there's... So you might not even be able to imagine the decisions you're making. Yeah. Or able to make then, you know. I definitely think there's an element of the unknown... And you can't have it watertight. Like, like, and I'm kind of not trying to go to a plan that is like, I'm 100% certain that this will work. No, you can't. I'm yeah. kind of going for a plan that at least has a possibility of working. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I mean, but that's all we can do, can I do, think. Yeah. Um, and you're taking into account a lot of factors, mm. obviously. Um, but yeah. It's it's probably one of the single biggest decisions you make. Like I mean, choosing a co-founder, mm. um, it's pretty and important. This is what I find quite hard because so much of it has to do with, yes, skill, but character. Yep, yep, that's a big point. Yeah, and how like I love the sound of Fernando, but as you said, we and so did you. But as we said, we've we've spoken to him once on Zoom, you know, and so well, half an hour. Yeah, Yeah, so how do you even know that kind of thing? And that would be the same for finding any developer or or co-founder that you don't know personally or doesn't come from someone you know. Yeah, it is a big thing and a big question. I mean, you can do things like, see, hey, if we do a a project to start off with? So it's not like committing to co-founding and Mm. then just going, hey, let's just try something. Mm. And then, and then over the course of time, you just have more time to connect and, and just in every single meeting thing, like it's like you learn things. I mean, we know this, you, you learn things about people every time you meet them mm. in like subtle or more obvious ways. Um, mm. So sometimes it's just over the course of time, things come up, but yeah, I will be needing to make a decision and this kind of Do you have me. a timeline on that decision making? Well, I don't like to kind of muck people around. So yeah. I do want to kind of go like... I don't want to go too fast. I don't feel I need to make a decision like today. Mm. Um, I am probably... So there'll be two more key decisions, the key conversations I'll be having this coming week. I mean, in my mind, I'm kind of thinking with the next week or the week after maybe that I'll actually, actually make a make a call. I'll just have to make a call. And mm. I'll have to... And this is the, my final point, I guess. I'll have to make a call without all the information. And then just and, back it. But this is, I guess, the life of a a founder. You Mm. just, this won't be the first time that there will be a a significant decision that will need to be made and you don't have all the information and you just have to make it based on the information you have. That's right. You'll be getting into many more of those kinds of decisions in the future. Exactly. So you can't just let, keep, give it more time because sometimes you just need to decide. So yeah, I'll have to make a decision. Um, that decision could be one of these people or just decide none of these people or yeah but whatever it is there needs to be a decision Um, so what's your next steps so i've got a 
uh, conversation. Actually, I've got two conversations next Wednesday. One in the morning, one in the evening. With um, who? So with uh, Brock, the business guy, and then a technical business guy, and then Fernanda in the morning. Okay. So, yeah. Have you heard from any of the other emails that you sent out from that platform? Um, I sent another batch on Wednesday, and I haven't heard back. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. Well, that's good. Now. Then at least you know that the two that you are exploring is Fernando and Brooke. Yeah. And we need to figure out whether. Yeah. Yeah, what to do. Yeah, and f- maybe final final point. I've kind of reached out to a bunch of like, so I happen to be surrounded by founders <laughs> and people that are in the startup ecosystem space. You mean surrounded by? What yeah, do you mean? like I'm in conversation with Oh, you're in conversation with them constantly, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I don't so, know that many founders. <laughs> so just on the different approaches to what I'm considering, I just flick through emails to founders that are in that approach and I just want to get their views on things I should be thinking about. I rang another founder today. I just talked through, uh, this is what we're thinking. I um, talked to a guy who's been in the Australian startups. Um, he's just seen a lot of startups in Australia and got his view um so that's the cool thing as well that's good yeah you're You're talking you're you're getting a lot of input eh, from other people that's good that's really wise so yeah so it's it's a real interesting experience to be honest (laughs) you kind of you try to get the information you can to make a wise decision but um knowing that you'll never get all the information you need and even if you did you wouldn't necessarily know what to do yeah but but at least you hope that something's become obvious um Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that's where I'm at. So yeah, by next week, I would have had those meetings. I'll have a lot more kind of clarity. I'm going to have to make a decision sometime soon. Awesome. So hopefully we'll... we'll, well <laughs> I, I, I can't predict space. it. Yeah. I can't predict it. But, um, <laughs> and, and I'm trying not to. I'm trying to stay in the process, be open, um, mm-hmm. and be willing to flex in times as well. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not just my thoughts. It's mm-hmm. like with the co-founders. It's, it's both of them, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. Cool. We'll All right, and by next week, I need to have figured out something else, someone else to talk to. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Cool. Anyway, let's wrap up. Okay, I cool. Drink my beer. <laughs> let's keep drinking. Our I beer. want to drink my beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, till next week.